Hi, this is Dr. Russ Kennedy, and welcome to the Anxiety Rx podcast, where we talk about everything new in healing anxiety. So stay with us. Welcome to the Anxiety Rx podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about letting go of the banana, about how to let go of your thoughts, because your thoughts are really what crush you in anxiety. It's not so much the feeling of alarm that's in your body that hurts, even though that is painful. It's the fact that we hold on to our thoughts and our thoughts just make everything worse. The alarm itself is tolerable if we don't compulsively add all these worrisome thoughts to it. It's really the thoughts that create much of the pain. And the worst part about that is that our mind is thinking it's helping us. It's helping us solve the problem when really all it's doing is creating more worries. So there's a chapter in my book called Let Go of the Banana. It's chapter four. And I'm just going to put that in here because I think it's a really important chapter to listen to to help you understand where your thoughts come from and what you can do to start letting your thoughts go. Chapter four, let go of the banana. Have you heard the story about how to catch a monkey? There's a see-through wire fence with a series of holes in it. The holes are just big enough to fit a monkey's hand and forearm. On the other side of the fence is a banana. The monkey can reach in and grab the banana, but the hole isn't big enough for the monkey to pull his hand out while still holding on. The monkey sees the banana and grabs it, and then the person walks up and grabs him. The monkey could easily escape if he would just let go of the banana, free his hand, and run. But because he can't bring himself to release the banana, he's trapped by his own hand and unable to see the simple solution to his predicament. Do you chronically sacrifice for others? Are you holding on a worry under the illusion that is keeping you safe and minimizing uncertainty because you're always prepared for the worst? Are you holding on to your identity of being anxious as I clung on to the identity of being a doctor? Most likely you're fighting your thoughts on their own turf and you aren't willing to let them go as you falsely believe those worries are protecting you. Just as I thought being a doctor was killing two birds with one stone. Sure, in your adult mind, you know the worries make no sense, but in your child mind, where your deepest beliefs are, you unconsciously believe the worries are keeping you safe, and you're afraid to let them go. Worrying gives us a sense of control, and in a way, it does actually make us feel better. We receive a small reward hit when something we worried about doesn't come to pass. I'll address this more later, but essentially, worry does give us something and does serve a purpose, otherwise we wouldn't do it. When people tell you, well, just stop worrying, in essence, they're saying, just let go of the banana. We worriers feel that if we let go of the banana, we are giving up something we have come to believe is helpful, just as the monkey believes holding on to the banana is his source of survival when it actually ensures his entrapment. By 2010, I knew I was burned out and needed to leave the medical profession, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. For me, being a doctor was like holding onto the banana. Some part of me thought it was serving me, when in reality, it was entrapping me. Being a doctor is one of those jobs where they brand the title into your identity by making it part of your name. Instantly, upon graduating med school, I became Dr. Russell Kennedy. I was indoctrinated, you might say. For some reason, they don't do this with other jobs. You don't become Plumber Jones or Jackhammer Johnson. Actually, I think Jack Hammer Johnson is the name of an adult film actor, but I digress. 
My point is that once you're holding the banana in the form of a medical degree and title, much like our anxious and worrisome thoughts, it's very hard to let go of, even though you can clearly see the ways it's hurting you. Sometimes it requires being forced. I mean, given the opportunity to see it from a different perspective. On February 8th, 2013, I fully ruptured my left Achilles tendon because, like the arrogant doctor I was, I injected it myself with cortisone and lidocaine. But, as any doctor will tell you, although the relief from Achilles tendonitis is virtually immediate from the anesthetic, and it was, the tendon is weakened by the cortisone part of the shot, and there's a serious risk of rupture, which mine did. That was the shot that broke the doctor's back. I was out and I knew it. I haven't practiced medicine as a traditional allopathic doctor since that day, not because of my Achilles rupture, although it never fully healed, but because I finally let go of the banana and admitted that my mental health couldn't take practicing medicine anymore. I told myself it was because I was practicing in a broken medical system that relied heavily on treating everything with pharmaceuticals, which is partly true, but I was the one who felt broken. I was trapped in a feedback loop of overthinking and overfeeling, each feeding the other in an endless cycle. Have you ever heard the saying, you can't see the label from inside the bottle? I was so overwhelmed that I was unable to see I was trapped in my own compulsion to help others at the expense of looking after myself. If you'd asked me back then, I would have told you I was a good doctor and helping others was my life's work but my body was in constant state of fight-or-flight alarm, and my mind had become very adept at worrying. In short, I had awareness of the pain, but no awareness of its true source, consciously at least. Once again, I was a mess. As I faced the idea of giving up being a doctor, I had flashbacks of those dismal days where it was a very real possibility I'd never get into med school. I remember thinking I wasn't a doctor back then and really wanted to be, and now I was a doctor, but didn't really want to be. However, being Dr. Russell Kennedy was so much a part of my identity that I felt lost without the title I didn't even want anymore. Remember that concept I brought up earlier about being torn between two opposing paths? I know now my Achilles rupture was a gift because it finally gave me the excuse I needed to look after myself. It was time to find the answer for myself and share that with people. The mandate was clear. Physician, heal thyself. And then help others with that knowledge. See, I I can't stop. The first stage of my escape from this vicious cycle involved developing a sense of awareness. A sense that I could witness what was really happening inside of me rather than suppressing and hiding from the painful feelings from my past. Much of relieving anxious thoughts and worry is making the unconscious conscious. It is your unconscious mind that runs your life, and it's the unconscious mind that drives your worry. But you don't even see that until you develop awareness. Perhaps the greatest awareness that helped me heal from crushing anxiety was that I was trying to treat and fix the anxious thoughts of the mind when much of the pain was coming from the old trauma stored in my body. Turns out, like the monkey who won't let go of the banana, and that was his undoing, I was holding on way too tight to my thoughts, and that was my undoing. But I couldn't see how to let those thoughts go until I developed awareness. And that's the end of chapter four in the book. In chapter five, I start talking about what awareness really is. It's an awareness of what kind of things that you worry about. 
Because you can use that awareness of what type of things you worry about to be a tell for you, to be able to tell you that you are on the wrong track. If you're constantly worrying about your health or your kids or your diet or whatever it is that you're constantly worrying about, whatever the repetitive ruminative thoughts are, you can use those as a telltale sign that, hey, I've lost it. I need to get back to awareness. I need to get back into my body. I need to get back into breathing. I need to get back into the present moment because I've been lost. I've been lost in my own thoughts and my own worries, which are very seductive because they're your worries. They're the things that you most fear. And we keep bringing our worst fears up more and more and more as we get more and more alarmed. And this alarm in our body feeds the worried thoughts of the mind and the worried thoughts of the mind feed this alarm sense in the body. And unless we break that cycle, we're just victims to it. We're never going to be able to break that cycle unless we see it in awareness. And once we see it in awareness, we can let go of the banana. We can let go of the thought and then move from that into the sensation, the grounded present moment sensation in our body. And then we teach ourselves to move away from our heads and into our body. Because our body is the only place that there's grounded present moment awareness. That's not available in your mind. Your body is what grounds you. Your body is what heals you, not your mind. You can't think your way out of a feeling problem. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. You cannot think your way. You cannot worry your way out of feeling. You cannot worry your way into the solution. It doesn't happen. Worrying just creates more worry, creates more alarm in your body, puts you more into survival mode, farther away from your prefrontal cortex, your ability to actually rationally think, puts you into survival. Worry puts you into survival because your body reads those worries and believes them and reacts to them and keeps you in alarm. And it's the alarm that's painful. It's the alarm that keeps you up at night. It's the alarm that keeps you stressed. It's the alarm that makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel that there's a sense of impending doom or something bad's going to happen. That's the alarm in your body. And that's an old sense from your past, but I'll talk about that in one of the other episodes coming up soon. So thanks for listening. Don't believe everything you think, and I will talk to you soon. Hey, it's Dr. Russ. Thanks for listening to this episode. And I hope you'll tune in the next time for the Anxiety Rx podcast.